friends, this is Joe Franks. This is the podcast, Unfathomable Grace. We come to you here from Horizon Church at Greenville, South Carolina. Here's a couple minutes that might encourage you, might encourage you to pray if you really love those under your care. Let me try to prove that point. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9, Paul starts writing. This is what he says. And so, from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you. What are we doing when we pray? Asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Why are we praying that? So as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him. What does that look like? Bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to His glorious might for all endurance, patience, and with joy, and giving thanks to the Father, the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints of light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness. He has transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Paul is in a prison. He receives word of some troubled brothers and sisters in the church of Colossae. Now, these brothers and sisters, they've, their apostle is Paul, but they've never seen Paul. Uh, their Savior is Jesus, but they've never met Jesus. They're a New Testament community, but they've never read the New Testament. They don't have it yet. But what they do have is some weird teachings bouncing around. And Paul is troubled. So Paul hears probably from Epaphras what's going on, and he writes this letter, and Paul encourages them. I want you to walk the walk, the worthy walk, the walk that is fully pleasing to the Lord. And if you say, well, what does that walk look like, that worthy and pleasing walk? Paul uses four participles to help understand. I want you to walk bearing fruit, much fruit in every good work. That fruit could be character change, sweet conversation, good wholesome conduct. It could be people coming to know the Lord, making new disciples. But Paul says, I want you to walk the walk, the pleasing walk, the worthy walk that includes bearing fruit. Secondly, knowing God, increasing in the knowledge of God. I want you bearing fruit, but I want you enjoying Christ more today than you did yesterday as your knowledge of him, your experiential communion with him is increasing. Thirdly. I want you to walk that walk that bears fruit, that increases in the knowledge of God, and that is being daily strengthened so that you endure with patience and with joy. You're not fair-weather Christians, but you're actually every single day bearing fruit, every single day increasing in experiential knowledge, and every single day enduring, persevering to the end. And finally, giving thanks to God who has saved you from your total depravity and your hopeless condition as you were dead in your trespasses and sins and has transferred you from the domain of darkness into the kingdom of his son. 
So Paul is writing. Paul wants this for those disciples. But I need to take you to the beginning of what I read first, verse 9. This is what Paul says. And so, from the day I heard, I have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Paul wants to see the walk. Paul knows he can't produce that walk in them. Paul knows they can't produce that walk in them. Paul knows God is the one who does such good work. Therefore, Paul prays. But what does Paul pray for first? That they may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. So Paul, every single day, cares for these people enough is humble enough, knows that God must get involved, that he prays without ceasing for them, that they may be bright, that they may grow in the factual understanding of what Christ has done for them, and then learn how to apply that and live it out with all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Yes, Paul is a means of grace pastor, a means of grace husband, a means of grace, Father. What do I mean by this? If Paul were the pastor of this church, he would be trusting in prayer and the word to bring about the change. If Paul would have been married, he would have looked at his bride and wanting to see her grow, he would have trusted in prayer and the word. If Paul was a father, the way he would disciple his children would be primarily through praying for them and giving them the word. Ah, friends, are we humble? Do we look at ourselves? Do we look at our bride or our husband or our children? Are we elders in the church? Do we look at our congregation and do we realize we can't fix them? Ah, friends, are we people of faith? Do we really believe that prayer works? Ah, friends, are we people of the word? Do we really believe that one needs to be spiritually instructed and that that indeed does change the heart, which then changes the walk? Ah, friends, do we love? Do we care? If we do, we'll be like Paul. We'll be parents like Paul, spouses like Paul, pastors and elders like Paul, praying every day without ceasing that God might do his work through his word and that our friends, those under our leadership, that they might be filled, not just a little bit, but saturated with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding so as to walk worthy, fully pleasing to him. Let's get to prayer and then let's get to preaching and teaching and reading, and warming one another with the really good Word of God.